0: Thank you Rebecca and the team. It's a privilege to be bringing God's Word to you today and um, I'm excited about what God's going to say and what he will be uh, speaking to each of you wherever you are this morning. I want to add my welcome. Uh, it's uh, to you zoom in, uh, to linking in this morning and uh, just pray that God will richly bless you, uh, has already done so I trust and that he will uh, continue uh, to bless you as, as we continue uh, together. Uh, My name's Robin Carter. I'm one of the pastors at Hills Baptist. And uh, as we come to this morning's uh, message, uh, the title that's been, for those of you who are receiving emails and know the uh, topic, it was listed as 23 years it's been. And you might be wondering just what that's all about, and it may be rather intriguing. I guess a subtitle uh, for for the message is uh, Hope for the Discouraged and finding or finding strength in discouragement and this morning as we look at the life of Jeremiah we're looking at Jeremiah chapter 25 verses uh, 1 to 7 and I believe God has a powerful word for all of us this morning as we uh, as we look at what God could did in the life of Jeremiah and the kind of things that apply uh, to our lives this morning. I'd like to read uh, from uh, Jeremiah 25 1 to 7 as we uh, see what God can say to each of us together today. Jeremiah 25, 1-7, the word came to Jeremiah concerning all the people of Judah in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, son of Josiah, king of Judah, which was the first year of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon. So Jeremiah the prophet said to all the people of Judah and all the people uh, living in Jerusalem, here's a key passage, for 23 years, From the thirteenth year of Josiah, uh, son of Ammon, king of Judah, until this very day, the word of the Lord has come to me, and I have spoken to you again and again and again, but you have not listened. And though the Lord had sent all his servants and prophets to you again and again, you have not listened and paid attention. They said, Turn now each of you from your evil ways and your evil practices and you can stay in the land that the Lord gave to you and your ancestors forever and ever. Do not follow other gods to serve and worship them. Do not arouse my anger with what your hands have made, meaning idols, then I will not harm you. But you have not listened, declares the Lord. And you have aroused my anger with uh, what your hands have made, and you have brought harm to yourselves. I'd like us to pray as we come to uh, look further at what God will be saying to us through this passage uh, this morning. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you that your word is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And Father, that it cuts to our heart, speaks to our heart. Father, it speaks words of encouragement, speaks words of challenge. It speaks words that uh, point us to you and cause us to become what you want us to be as your children. And so, Father, as we look at your word this morning, may your spirit speak, may your word speak powerfully to each of us, we pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. In having a message for all of us this morning, it's something that I believe applies no matter what your circumstances in life. Jeremiah was a preacher, someone who proclaimed the word of God. You may be a parent, a mother, father, single parent, daily. Throughout your uh, week, seeking to help your children uh, to grow up, to love and serve the Lord. And you might be wondering how much they're listening, how much they're taking in. There may be uh, circumstances where you're questioning whether it's worth it all. You may be a single person who's uh, uh, living faithfully and honouring God in your life and believing God to bring a companion into your life and maybe uh, you're wondering whether is it worth to just live faithfully and to honour God uh, when it doesn't seem that things that could be happening uh, are are taking place. You may be in a marriage uh, where, and I'm not talking about a marriage, where there's unfaithfulness or abuse but you've been constantly seeking to communicate uh, your concerns and things that you would like to see differently, but it seems to be falling on deaf ears and you are wondering, should I remain faithful to what God has called me to uh, in my marriage? You may be a school teacher, uh, caring for kids, teaching kids, seeking to help them to uh, learn, not only uh, just educationally but in character and in their lives, maybe you're speaking to parents and trying to help them to understand things that will uh, help them to help their kids and they just don't seem to be listening and you're feeling uh, discouraged this morning, Uh, then this word this morning uh, is a word for you as well. In children's ministry, in any ministry in the life of the church, in worship, uh, in in serving in any way, uh, you may be feeling discouraged because you're not getting the response uh, that you would like to see and that needs to happen and you're wondering uh, whether it's worth it. This message this morning is for you as well. You may be a pastor online, you may be on leave and uh, listening to this message. This is equally and strongly a word uh, to those of us who are pastors when we speak and preach God's grace and proclaim God's word and people just don't seem to be listening. This word this morning applies to you and I trust it will be and believe it will be a word of encouragement. I'm the kind of person who is energized by seeing results and uh, seeing things achieved and uh, if they don't happen then I start to feel discouraged and if there's too many of those things and I had a moment only yesterday a couple of days ago where there's a whole lot of things that just weren't quite uh, finished that needed to be done and I began to lose a sense of energy and focus and I had to take stock of the kind of things that I'm sharing this morning and which are things that transcend whether we see success in what we're doing, whether we see success when we proclaim God's word, whether we see uh, people responding in the way that they should, uh, we can still find strength uh, to continue on. Jeremiah, that key passage for our message this morning. For 23 years he had been proclaiming God's word and people just weren't listening, they weren't obeying, they weren't changing their lives, nothing seemed to be getting through. But Jeremiah still got up and preached every day. He still got up and proclaimed and faithfully uh, did what God had called him to and spoke God's word to the people daily. And the first thing that I believe was part of Jeremiah's strength and his something which is our strength when we are faithful to the calling God's called us, is to know the value of the message that God has put on your heart, the, the ministry that you have, uh, the heart you have for your family, to know God's grace and love, whatever it is, to know the value of what you're seeking to communicate will keep you going. Jeremiah, for 23 years, uh, could have just totally just given up after one or two years, but he continued because he knew the value of the message uh, he, he was bringing as parents, we constantly remind our children not to uh, run across the road. We, no matter what happens, we, if we will always remind them uh, not to do that. We, we constantly encourage them to do their homework because we know the benefits uh, later in life if they do that. Or eating healthy foods, we encourage them to do that because we believe in the value of what we are saying. Jeremiah knew the value of his message it was a message that had been spoken for three or four generations to the to the people of God and saying you need to live in the way that I've declared. The things Do the things that I made clear to you when you came into the land to care for the poor and Mark has mentioned this morning that, that we have opportunity to respond to the poor next week and it's a, something that God's people uh, need to reflect. It's a call of God's word to, for us to uh, reach out and do what we can to help those in need. Jeremiah was calling the people to To care for the alien and stranger, to care for the refugee, to to those who are vulnerable, for orphans and widows, um, and to be compassionate and generous to people in need. And Jeremiah's message was one where if you don't do these things, then my judgment is my discipline is on you as a, as, a, as a people. And they would be driven out of the land and the harmony and the peace and the blessing of living in the land of Israel that would all be lost if they uh, didn't obey and they would be driven into exile and in great grief and trouble uh, through not obeying what God uh, has called them to do. It's the same as we proclaim the message of the gospel, as we proclaim God's word and teach God's word, uh, that we, uh, uh, we believe in the value of what we are saying and what we are communicating. In Romans chapter 14, uh, verse 17, we read these words, and this is what we long for, for our children, for children in the ministry of the church, for young people, for every adult in the life of the church. We want them to know the joy of kingdom living, which is in Romans 14:17 says, for the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness and right relationships with God uh, and your fellow man, uh, and, and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. We experience the kingdom of God in this life as we, uh, as we uh, live in obedience, um, we find that uh, relationships and peace and joy uh, are, are part of our lives. There's a couple of passages, one in Galatians and one uh, in 2 Corinthians that says you have no part in the kingdom of God. If you're promiscuous or a gospel or adulterer, uh, jealous or sensual, it goes on and lists a whole lot of other things. If you do these things, it's not saying you're cast into hell for eternity. It's saying that you will not enjoy the kingdom living that God uh, wants for you. In the other verses, speak about uh, the, what the, our eternal destiny, but this is all talking about knowing God's joy and knowing peace and having harmonious relationships in this life. To enjoy kingdom living is God's heart for all people, and what we are teaching as we proclaim the gospel of grace, as we teach people to obey all that Jesus said, we are longing for them to know the joy and peace and harmony in relationships as we live in the way uh, that God has called us to. The Ten Commandments are all a message of grace and love where God is appealing in his love not to do things that destroy relationships, that destroy uh, peace and joy in your heart. God has right from day one called us in his love to do things that uh, will bring blessing and benefit uh, in, uh, to our lives. Jesus was motivated by having a message and having a life um, mission which was uh, to make us his uh, family for eternity and for the joy that was set before him. If you are going through hard times, just as Jesus faced even the death on the cross, it was uh, for the joy set before him that he endured the cross uh, and, uh, and, 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 and brought us in to his, uh, his kingdom. And so I encourage you, first thing this morning, if you're discouraged, remember the value of what God has called you to communicate, whether you're a person in the background doing technology, whether you are someone in children's ministry and worship, whether you're on set up on Sunday morning when we're gathering together, whether you're someone uh, who is just has a passion to share the gospel, keep going because you know the value of the message God has called you to communicate. Secondly, God... Uh, Calls us to take time out in his presence. This is a key uh, thing that Jeremiah did uh, that was uh, critical to him um, persevering and continuing after 23 years of no response, nil response. He was continuing to be faithful to proclaim God's word uh, because he spent time in God's presence. I get in my mind, he was a man two and a half years years uh, two and a half thousand years ahead of his time because there's a whole lot of articles on the internet now uh, that talk about the benefits of stopping and being still and uh, just pausing in your life and uh, meditating and the articles talk about the many benefits of doing this uh, regardless of whether it's within a Christian framework it talks about enhancing learning and memory uh, stops uh, pessimistic thought patterns it helps your mental capacity and your accuracy and your thinking takes away tames negative emotions creates good relationships and uh, helps uh, reduce stress and anxiety and helps you engage your creativity God has known this all along that if we stop and meditate on his word spend time in his presence not just talking but listening in still and silence uh, we uh, will hear him speak to us I've learnt this lesson uh, that while I was just relying on achievement to feel a sense of energy and motivation to continue in the things uh, that I felt God had called me to, then I was doomed to failure because not everything works out as you would always like to see it. I've learnt the value of stopping and being still. For me, I'm able to do it after Rebecca goes to work in the morning and I can have some time in just quietness and stillness in God's presence. I've learned to turn my radio off when I'm going to visit or going to a meeting just to cut out other noise where it's just me in the car and, and God and I can just rock up and be uh, still and calm in my thoughts and focused and uh, often it's a time to pray and be thinking of the people and the person that I might be seeing. For two and a half, uh, for, for Jeremiah, for 23 years, he had got up early in the morning to listen to what God would put on his heart for the day. He got up every morning to listen and speak to what God uh, told him to speak. And even for 23 years as he did this, nobody was listening, but he continued to persevere in what God had called him to. Jesus spoke words to Mary. Remember Mary and Martha? In Jesus' presence, one was busy, busy, busy. Mary sat at his feet. Martha rebuked her and Jesus said that she has done the one thing that is needful that was for Mary, but it's also needful for all of us that we sit at Jesus' feet, take time in his presence, attentively listening, believing to hear what God is saying for us uh, for each day. Thirdly, Jeremiah not only uh, was confident of the, the value of the message he was communicating. He took time out in God's presence, but he was incredibly honest in his prayers. He prayed uh, everything that was on his heart. Jeremiah pours everything out to God because he knows that God understands, that God knows him through and through, just as God knows us through and through. Jeremiah pours out everything to God. In Jeremiah 15, 15, it says, Lord, you understand, acknowledge that in his prayer, remember me and care for me, avenge me of my persecutors, you are long-suffering, do not take me away, think of how I suffer reproach for your sake. And then he pours out his heart about his loneliness. In 15, 16 and 17, it says, I'm never in the company of revelers. Never made merry with them. I sat alone because your hand was on me and you had filled me with indignation about the evil and the things that were happening around. Jeremiah poured out his loneliness to God. He poured out his hurt in Jeremiah 15, 18. Why is my pain unending and my wound grievous and incurable? Imagine 23 years, no one's listening. You are mocked and ridiculed because you keep proclaiming something uh, that no one seems to care about and thinks is irrelevant. He complains to God about the pain that that brings. And this one is quite uh, challenging and I found it a shock to read it because in Jeremiah 15 verse 18, he also pours out his anger to God uh, in his prayer. He says, "You you are like, and he's speaking of God, you are to me like a deceptive brook, like a spring that fails being called to preach, called to call people to obedience, called to call people to protect themselves from uh, the consequences of their actions. Nobody's listening and he is expressing his anger to God. And then, having done all that, and I encourage us to be honest and completely honest in our prayer life, in our time with God, in whatever uh, opportunity you have to pour out your heart to God and speak everything to him. In the midst of this, after he had done this, Jeremiah listens to what God is saying to him. God actually calls him to repent of some of the things that maybe uh, he had expressed. But then he says, he affirms him in his ministry. Jeremiah 15 says, I'll make, uh, verse 20 and 21, I'll make you a wall to this people, a fortified wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you. For I am with you to rescue and to save you declares the Lord. And we need to hear that word this morning, that God is with you to rescue and to save you and to be with you in the midst of what is happening. And God speaks a word of encouragement no matter how far the people you care about have drifted from or refused to embrace the things that God would call them to. Uh, God speaks even to those who are in exile, the people who had been disobedient. It says in Lamentations 3, uh, 22 and 23, written while they were in exile, God's loyal love hasn't run out. His merciful love hasn't dried up. They are created new every morning. How great is your faithfulness. Speaking of God with the people even who were suffering because of their disobedience, God speaks a word of grace and love. And finally, um, as we remember those, remember that God in his love is present with us. As Dave reminded us last week, we are messed up people in the hands uh, of a gracious God, in the potter's hands, being shaped and moulded by him. As we believe that, let God remind you of the calling that he's put on your life. There's a general call that applies to all of us. We're all called to good works that God has ordained for us to do when we come to him. We're all called to serve one another uh, in love. Uh, We're all called to obey all that Jesus taught. These are general callings that are part of our lives. But there's specific callings as well uh, where God has made you perhaps a parent. You are called to teach your children. You may be... uh, In your marriage, you are called to be faithful uh, to your partner. Marriage is a calling that God calls you to uh, do and love and serve your partner in the way that Christ loves and has served us. Your job, if you don't already see it as a calling, I encourage you to reflect and think of how God has shaped you, the gifts he's given you, your family background, the good and the bad experiences you've been through, the training you've had, the education you have, Uh, then... Reflect on that and engage with whatever your job is. It's not just pastors and ministry leaders that hear God's calling. In all areas of life, we need to recognise that God has called us to those situations. And even if it's challenging and discouraging to live as a person of faith, we find strength in what we're looking at this morning to persevere. Jeremiah was mocked because he kept proclaiming uh, God's word. I've experienced things that weren't meant as ridicule, I don't think necessarily, but I found that they were uh, uh, insults to me as I've lived out uh, my faith. I was called a communist when I was working at Norton Summit and uh, I was sharing with my neighbour about how my uh, associate pastor with four kids uh, only working two days. I was working full time. My daughters were all married and I s- stepped back in my ass so that he, we could both uh, be working and he could work uh, four days. And when I told my neighbour, who was a person of no faith, he said, oh, that's communism. And I took it as an insult because I was simply doing what God uh, has called me to. I've been called a right winger for defending faithfulness uh, in marriage and defending what God uh, has called us to do in speaking up for the unborn child. I've been called a right winger because of that. I've been called a greenie for speaking up about the environment and and speaking up for caring for God's creation. I've been called a left winger for speaking up for the poor and, and for refugees and the homeless. I take all those labels as an insult, but I uh, continue to do what God has called me to. It doesn't matter what labels people put on me. I'm not trying to be any of those things. I'm simply trying to be a follower of Jesus and do what he has called me to. And I encourage all of us, no matter what happens, even if you get discouraging words, continue in what God has called you to. I draw to a close in what I'm saying as I refer to someone who is an amazing example I guess a not quite a modern day Jeremiah but William Wilberforce a man of great faith a preacher of the gospel a man who shared God's word with his family and communion with his family Uh, he was a politician he was a preacher and he's he led the 20-year fight against slavery in the British Empire he also championed medical aid for the poor um, and prison rehabilitation Uh, he championed education for the deaf and he advocated for restrictions on child labour. He was a man for 20 years. He was ridiculed and mocked. He was told that the whole British Empire would collapse if we stopped slavery and yet he continued to press on because he knew the heart of God and he knew the calling on his life and as it turned out when they did abolish slavery it only had one or two percent impact on the British Empire at the time. So too with the calling on God now uh, for speaking up about some things uh, we need to realize That the mockery and the reasons that are given are often uh, not true as we remain faithful to what God has called us to. Wilberforce was someone uh, who knew the value of his message, not only for the people he was advocating for, for the slaves who many died or were uh, on the ships as they were transported, Uh, he not only knew the benefit for them. He, he knew the benefit uh, for the nation and the British Empire. He kept speaking because he knew it was God's heart and expressed God's uh, compassion and his justice and mercy. He knew the strength of spending time in God's presence, knowing that God would prosper him in his own words, prosper him better if I wait on him. And he would uh, pray honestly. He would spend an hour every morning As a politician, preacher, father of several children, um, he uh, would spend an hour every morning uh, in his garden praying, becoming more aware of God's presence in his word, in nature, in the stillness, in the quietness from the pressures of life. This is some of the sources not only of Jeremiah's strength but also of a man like Wilberforce. But he had an unshaking conviction of God's call on his life to speak the message that he had been called to proclaim. He was a preacher of the gospel, but he spoke powerful words into the wider community as well. What about you this morning? What is God saying to you as we've looked at the life of Jeremiah, we've looked at the things that were the source of his strength when he could have given up, when he could have been so discouraged that he just walked away uh, from what he was doing? Maybe you're not seeing the results you hope for, Wondering if uh, your calling is worth following. You're feeling discouraged, maybe lacking energy and you want to give up. Wondering if living in obedience to God is worth it. I want to say on the authority of God's word and out of who God is, that it is worth continuing to pursue and to uh, live out the calling that God has given you. Whether it's a personal calling in your family life or whether it's in the wider community or in the life of the church. God is saying to you this morning, focus on your calling. Remain faithful to your calling. I'd like us, as we finish, and the band can come and join us now if they like, I would like to ask us to spend a few minutes uh, just reflecting on what God is saying to you. Let God's Holy Spirit speak to you uh, as um, we close uh, uh, the message this morning. Maybe if you have kids, you might want to just hold their hands or just sit there quietly with them. You may not be able to actually stop fully and close your eyes and reflect, but I'd encourage you to reflect and remember the benefits of what you are teaching those uh, you are responsible for, whether it's in the life of the church, whether it's at home. Just pause for a minute and reflect on the value of the message of grace and the message of obedience that you are seeking to communicate. Reflect on the power you've experienced when you've taken time out and focused on God's presence in your life. Just pause for a moment. Remember, even if it's only a rare moment, maybe for some of you it's a daily thing that you're experiencing. Just reflect for a moment uh, on the power of stopping and allowing God to speak to you in the quietness and stillness, however you find that time. Ask yourself, how honest are my prayers? Do you pour your heart out to God, the good and the bad? He knows anyway. Just reflect for a moment how honest your prayers are in the presence of God. Take a moment to reflect afresh on the callings that God has on your life, whether they're in your personal life or in the life of the church. Based as you think about how God's gifted you, the passions he's given you, the gifts, strengths, family, good and bad experiences, reflect on that for a moment and allow God to speak to your heart, which he did to Jeremiah. He reminded Jeremiah of the calling he gave him in his youth. Allow God to remind you of the calling he's got on your heart today. God is our refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore you need not fear, though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea. Though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake uh, with their surging. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her, she will not fail. God will help her at the break of day. Nations are in uproar, kingdoms may fall. He lifts his voice. And the earth melts. The Lord Almighty is with you. The God of Jacob is your fortress. Come and see what the Lord has done. The desolations he's brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the ends of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the shields with fire. He says to you, Stop and be still and know that I am God. Amen. You've been listening to a sermon from Hills Baptist Church. To find out more or to hear other great content, find us at hillsbaptist.com or on your podcast app.